1: Welcome to SvenFL. What's up? Pat? It's Jonathan Rollins. That's Skip Misara, and we are two Americans living in Sweden, talking about the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. It is here, man. The Super Bowl Sunday is around the corner. We're excited. We're, we're going to watch together for the first time. Or are you going to? Are you going to come out?
0: I'm still on the fence.
1: <laughs> well, I hope you make it, man.
0: I'm not going to lie. I'm still on the fence. Uh, I hope you can make it. Because before we get to the big day on Sunday, uh, I have some business to attend to on Saturday, yeah. which happens to be my 25th wedding anniversary.
1: What? That's the that, silver, right?
0: That is the silver. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: That stuff means something to me. I always try to remember that stuff.
0: (laughs) It's kind of, uh, yeah. I remember. I remember the first year we were married. We were like, "Oh, what's the thing when you're married for one year? It's it's like paper or something." Paper?
1: Okay. Wood is five, right?
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's paper. So we went out and bought each other like weird coloring books. Oh. And then we we went to this like Cuban restaurant in Soho, and we sat. It was this place where they made these like dope ass like Cuban sandwiches and stuff uh and so we we went and we ate cuban sandwiches and like colored in our coloring books like a couple of hipsters it was funny (laughs) Uh, before hipsters were a thing
1: (laughs) as a um as a kid were you like really did you dream about being married one day like what was was it is this the course you thought the path you thought it was your life was gonna take
0: i don't know you know it's an interesting question um like, I guess, you know, I was like most people in America, like you you get sucked into the the kind of narrative of what your life is supposed to look like. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess I can say I always assumed that I would be married. But the part that I never – the part that I'm thankful to have found out is that the idea of what it means to be married – is nothing like what I thought it was based on what I saw in like movies and TV shows and things like. I think about the, there's a movie that I keep thinking about every time I think about this and it's an early Tom Hanks movie called, I think it's called The Bachelor Party.
1: Okay, I have a Where he's
0: very, very early Tom Hanks. And uh, he's getting married and he's having a bachelor party and all of his friends who are already married are basically just ready to fucking party their asses off like they've never partied before because they've been married for several (laughs) years. Right. And they're like giving him this like horrible picture of what marriage, Mm. you know, it starts out like this, but then it turns into that. And, and that's kind of like how I thought it was like, you know, yeah, it's great in the beginning, but it fades over time. Mm. Um, and I can say I feel pretty fortunate to have met somebody where, um, I mean, yeah, of course we don't, we don't make out like we did when we first met, but it, it morphs into a more, a, a way more intense connection. It just takes a different shape. I can say I'm as in love with this woman today as the day I met her for sure. Man. Probably more so.
1: Oh man, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. I am uh, I I feel the same way. I've been married. Uh, s- this will be 17 years now mm. this, year, this year. And uh, I feel the same way. It's like, don't know but as a kid i always fantasized about being married with four kids i thought Mm. i was like this is gonna be it i'm gonna be married i wanted this big wedding i was like i really romanticized this whole thing of this family and marriage and all of this stuff all my life
0: i think i was always a little more obsessed about the kids thing than i ever was about the marriage thing and i realized Mm. they kind of go together for the most part but um for me i had such a like weird fucked up you know roller coaster type childhood that for me the idea of having my own kids was like an opportunity to do things to to sort of rewrite the history a little bit so yeah. for me the the obsession was always like when I have kids I'm going to do it like this you know uh, I'm not going to do it the way I'm not going to do it like that I'm going to do it like I'm going to think about this in a different way and I'm not going to be stuck I'm not going to be like set in my ways I'm going to like read the situation and just see how yeah. it goes and like, treat these people like they're actual human beings. Even when they're like, I don't want to treat my kids like kids. I want to treat them like fucking little grownups and, yeah. and, and, and just be real with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that was something that I always kind of obsessed about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking we're well, same lines. Maybe that's why we, uh, we get along so well. because I was kind of the same way with the philosophy mm-hmm. on uh parenting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, it has to it has to be a better way than this.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: This can't possibly be the way it a should minute. be. I don't know if there should be this much fear. <laughs> that's, how,
1: that's
0: how I felt. Like, I don't know, man. The cowering
1: in the corner it shouldn't be the thing.
0: That generation is so weird. My family's going through this right now. My uncle is currently in the hospital or he just got out of the hospital for something like, but it was like, it was some bullshit. Like he got pneumonia and refused to go to the doctor. And then it just got worse Wow. to the, to the point where it turned into an emergency and he had to go to the hospital. And even in the midst of like being taken to the hospital, he's like, um, you know, d- don't tell my kids what's going on. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you mean you're adults? <laughs> years old at this yeah. point you know what i mean and then he was also like don't tell my mother you know my grandmother who's like 97 you know yeah. he's like don't tell her and then my mother was like yeah but she also is a little sick right now because she just visited with you so i'm going to tell her yeah and it's like what are we, what's with all the secrets like why are we what are we doing here yeah, who, we can, we who, can handle who we, it who are we protecting <laughs> yeah right now? exactly this is fucking stupid
1: yeah man My anyway. my my great-grandma uh, part of partly why she died is because you know the, the the key to cancer is catching it early or whatever. Mm. And for the longest, she was rubbing. This is, this is dark, but she was rubbing Ben Gay on the mm. lump in her breast oh my God. for a long time. And then wow. she finally found out it was breast cancer, but it was too late when she mm. finally when it got checked out because she was just like, "Little Ben Gay, get that get that fixed." Mm. <laughs> so it's a uh, oh grandma. I wish she could get to meet Sandra. uh,
0: Sergeant Segway is about to step into the building because, speaking Mm. of problematic parenting, (laughs) um, I love it. This is literally the first news story on the rundown. Is uh, Patrick Mahomes' father? Oh yeah, recently been arrested for DWI charge, just days before the uh, Super Bowl. Well, that's never
1: happened to him before, right?
0: It's his third time being ah. arrested for a DUI. <laughs> what? Uh, he actually did time in, in jail, I think, the second time. Um, but at least he didn't kill anyone and, you know, or, or turn somebody into, into an invalid like Andy Reid's kid did for oh, the night oh, Super Bowl a few years ago. Remember that? Yes, yes. And that was a big-time distraction, too. I, think, I don't think this will be a big distraction. I mean, it'll no, be a man. distraction because they're going to ask him about it. But... You know that was dark. I mean, that was like the night before the. Wasn't it like two nights before the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, man. The
0: year they lost to uh, to, to the, the Bucks.
1: To the Bucks, yeah.
0: That was crazy. Um, yeah. So that that happened. Uh, you catch a nigga had? off guard with this shit. That's what he yes. said when he got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then I learned this is sort of like a, uh, you know. A little mini shit got learned. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, it's sort of a rest in peace story to uh, Carl Weathers, AKA Apollo oh, Creed from the Rocky movies, passed away R. this R. past P. week man. at the age of 76. What I did not know about my man Carl. Uh, is that he was once a linebacker for the Raiders in the 1970s. Mm. I did not know. I did
1: not know. I that. did know. That was in the back end, my little trivia part of the brain. Um, I, f- I have forgotten, though. But yeah. He
0: played for the Raiders for a couple of years. I don't think – he must not have been that good because he didn't play for – he played only for a couple of years, and then he went on to play in the CFL. Um, mm. So, yeah, clearly um, – had a better acting career than a football career. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but better man, what's career the most, some man. great fucking roles? I mean, the those loved Rocky them. those the early Rocky movies. Uh, action and then Jackson, bro. Action Jackson, and I love you know I have mixed feelings about Adam Sandler and and some of his movies, but I loved how he. Dylan I felt Mason. like he brought. I f- I love how he brought, seemingly brought Carl Weathers back from the dead yeah. and cast him in. uh in in happy gilmore oh happy gilmore yeah I said which which was a great great part for anybody who hasn't seen (laughs) happy gilmore it's such a funny i I feel like that's one of his funnier movies for sure oh yeah uh Uh, for me
1: as a as a young black kid i loved carl weathers because he was like one you don't see that many people that look like you know my family on tv as much or on Mm -hmm. in movies and stuff and then he was handsome and it was like he played a handsome guy. Who else was there? Mm. Billy D. Williams. That was it. You Ugh, know what I mean? Billy but he D. He was handsome and like tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why uh, I really liked him. And every time I saw him, I was like, man, that's fucking Carl Weathers, man. It was like, yeah, it was cool. I was a, yeah. And I was a credit reader too, so when I see Carl Weathers, I knew the name. You know. Mm. So yeah. R.I.P. to Carl Weathers, man.
0: And what they were able to do with that character, like from a script writing perspective, uh the apollo creed character what they were able to mm-hmm. do over the course yeah. of of three films was just but like one of the greatest examples of character development mm. that you'll see in in movie history where you, right. where you go from where you go from villain to ally to martyr yeah. it's just i mean it's oh, yeah. like it's 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 beautiful it's like wow. should, yeah
1: Never thought about that. And it, car- it was such a strong character that it carried on to another generation of films.
0: Exactly. And I haven't even seen those films. But that, to me, the fact that the fact that they did such a good job with that character at the time mm-hmm. when it was written, does not surprise me that it was worthy of of a comeback mm-hmm. years later. That's so cool. Like a That's franchise. So, so when do you it's see one a of the,
1: spin-off franchise?
0: <clears throat> for someone who's not even the main character. Yeah. It's like... It is literally one of the greatest characters and character development uh examples in the history of film in my opinion. Oh, Apollo
1: sure. Creed. I never even ever thought of that and it's you're right.
0: Mm. <laughs> That's great man. That's cool. Mm. Man. it's it's literally timeless.
1: And he had a another resurgence later with The Mandalorian.
0: True. I don't so. fuck with The Mandalorian so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for all, like I was I was alive for the whole original Star Wars thing and you know every when they came back with the three new ones which supposedly happened before the three original ones like yeah. I just each one was just gradually like less and less impressive. We do not care. Um, <laughs> so was they just, I was just like I'm I'm out on this whole Star Wars thing like <laughs> I'm not.
1: <clears throat> yeah,
0: but. Anyway, uh, speaking of out, Ben Johnson, <laughs> what a story! What happened, Ben Johnson? Ben Johnson, uh, this is a fascinating story. So Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way this story played out is that initially he, it comes out that he had informed both the Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks that he was going to stay in Detroit. Okay. Um, my first thought was like. You know, obviously, unlike Kyle Shanahan, who bailed on the Falcons after a total collapse, mm. it's nice to see a guy with, with the character of Ben Johnson <laughs> to come back and try to make things right. So that was my my first thought. But the funniest part about this whole thing um, is that it kind of turned into a he said versus he said mm-hmm. um, that has started to sort of bubble up to the surface, you know, mm. and everyone's using their their – media connections to kind of get their story out. Um, wow. So first it started to leak out that ben Johnson's, uh, of Ben Johnson's camp that he, he didn't vibe well with the commander's owner, Josh Harris, and the crew that he had put together for the head coaching search. Johnson apparently was unimpressed by what he <sighs> described as basketball people who don't really understand how the NFL works. You are not serious people. Exactly. After that shot was fired... Shit started to leak out of the commander's camp, like like water through a fucking sieve. All of a sudden, the guy who like was like water lock, through a
1: commander's stadium.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, yeah I, I see. That's better. Yeah, like water through the roof of the commander stadium. After, so. Um, the guy who, Ben Johnson, who who was being reported as a lock for the job in Washington was all of a sudden being labeled as a bad interview.
1: Oh, um, stop There was it. another
0: report that he wanted too much money. Um, mm. And then a little more digging. And it turns out that Josh Harris and his crew were literally on a plane in route To Detroit to conduct the second interview with Ben Johnson when Johnson sent them a text saying, I'm out.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) So that doesn't jive with what they said.
0: The only thing that truly makes a billionaire angry.
1: Mm -hmm. Rejection?
0: Is rejection. Nope. Um, That's great. Now they conveniently kind of ignore the fact that they were, they were actually en route to Detroit to interview two uh, coordinators on the lion's staff. So they're, they've, they've conveniently deleted that from their, you know, mm. from, for the commanders have sort of deleted that from their telling of the story. Mm-hmm. Either way. I I mean, look, the commanders got salty, they got dumped. um and, and it just you know did real damage to their sense of entitlement. So it I'm makes like, it look
1: like it makes it look bad. It's a bad look for them to just be pretending that it like like that they didn't like him. You know what I mean? It just looks bad. Just say we liked them. He didn't want it. His loss, our loss. You know what I mean? But good luck to him. <clears> another year in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. Damn, it's just a bad look. Mm-hmm. We, we're thinking the commanders going in this new direction. And then here we go.
0: It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, Basketball people. Because um, they 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 did eventually, and quite quickly after that, eventually hire um, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to be their new head coach.
1: Thought it was a good hire.
0: Um, I think that, essentially-
1: seals, that seals McCarthy is done, bro. <laughs> McCarthy about to be out of there, man. That defense carried him beginning of the season a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a, a bit of a, a another round of Belichick speculation, like would the Commanders be talking to him, mm. but but ultimately, um, you know, now that all the positions are filled, we'll get to the Seahawks in a minute. But that that essentially means that Vrabel, Belichick, Pete Carroll, are just. They're just not going to be head coaches. Oh, you're just
1: forgetting another name out there that was out there? You're not, you're not going to mention Brandon Staley at all? You're just going to act like he wasn't out there? <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> you can go ahead and hit the <laughs> You Are Not Serious People button again for that one. You, you, you walked right you into that. not serious <laughs> people. His name will come up later for sure. Um, right. Oddly enough, here's the funny thing. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, uh, speaking of the – the Belichick thing, he he, this man does not know how when to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> um, what like like a week after annou- announcing that Mike McCarthy was not going to get fired, he he gave this interview saying he doesn't rule out the idea that that he could work with Bill Belichick. Now I realize that he's saying like in the future,
1: right? He's like, well, not as a coach, but you know, just as the GM.
0: <laughs> but why you don't? Yeah, he, why would you do this, that?
1: Just like fire it's the completely guy. Fire unprompted.
0: Him. Like you don't. Yeah. I mean, you're basically like tell you're trying again. Back to like Mike McCarthy is definitely going to be on the hot seat. Yeah, tell, me his the hot, saying, I tell him his seat's hot. Tell him he's hot. Yeah. And and I almost kind of feel like like he might just have Belichick on speed dial. Like what he in does. the event that McCarthy has to be canned in the middle of the season, which is you know. Anyway, that's stupid, um, man.
1: <clears throat> So stupid. Let's
0: see. Um, My notes are a little out of order, but we're going to get to this. He did this with Jason
1: Garrett, by the way.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, Similar story to the Ben Johnson thing, Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Sloak announced that he was staying in Houston. Um, I mean, Ben Johnson and Bobby Sloak were easily the two hottest names on the coach hiring carousel. Um, And Raheem. But
1: y'all got Raheem. He was up there, too, they said.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then the other one, obviously uh was uh Seattle Seahawks hiring Ravens defensive coordinator oh, coordinator yeah. Mike McDonnell. Mike McDonald He's to be their one, new yeah. ho- head coach at 36 he will officially be the youngest head coach in the NFL so Good they go me. from Pete Carroll the oldest to Mike McDee, the youngest um who i hate to say or pff, sorry not sorry falls under the category of my man former bulldog Mike mcdee <laughs> uh he was not good enough to play for the Georgia Bulldogs, mm. but he did work as an assistant coach during the Mark Rick days.
1: Okay. Oh, shout out to Mark Rick, who coached Bef- both of our teams.
0: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> he he. I always, i I was always, I actually was a little mad at him. Uh, really, kind of, excuse, a little bit of Shanahan vibes because he got us so mm, close, yes. so close, so many times. Yeah, I Ken told like me that too. I feel like we fell on our faces so many times during the Mark Rick era, where it was like we could have made it to the mountaintop, and then him he left Georgia for Miami. Like it was a big shock. Like nobody yeah. knew, nobody saw it coming. And then, and then he I'm pretty sure issues. he, and then I'm pretty sure he won a chip with you guys not long after he left. No. Did he never win one?
1: Never won one with us.
0: I thought he did. But... We
1: have won one since <clears> 02. <throat>
0: Anyway, may okay maybe not, but we just felt. I think maybe maybe it was this. We were like, oh, great. we were good. No, we were
1: top ten for a bit, and then it all. I think Ken we was felt like, like don't get your hopes up, bro. He's gonna let you down, and he did. Yeah. We had like top recruiting class, a couple years and shit. He can recruit, but and he played for the U. But
0: I just remember when he left, it felt really personal.
1: Mm, yeah, people said that. Uh,
0: yeah, and then
1: um, he left us. He left us for health reasons to just step down, and we we're like, oh shit.
0: Uh, Let's see. Uh, Okay, this is fun. In an effort to tell the world that Nick Sirianni is slowly becoming Brandon Staley without telling us that he's becoming Brandon (laughs) Staley, the Eagles have hired former Cowboys slash Chargers offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Uh, What you doing out here with all this ass? (laughs) Sirianni's tenuous position with the Eagles has been a hot topic of late. Um. So, so it's not just one I'm here to double down yeah. that shit is a, a two pack of ass
1: no, no no I like Sirianni but this is looking bad this is working for somebody that doesn't want you anymore correct this sucks for him man this is the it's, Jason Garrett thing they're doing yeah. what Dallas did
0: <clears throat> this is funny because we jo- you know we joked about um, you know when Kellen Moore signed with the Chargers uh, it, it, it was likely you know the Chargers basically hiring Brandon Staley's replacement. Yeah. Um that didn't didn't turn out that way. Obviously, no nah, um, man
1: turned out he was trash I, too.
0: But he, you, he, he is starting. Like if this happens again, yeah, you know the the hiring of Kellen Moore. It's gonna feel like what do we do? Are we hiring the Grim Reaper here? Like what do we? Doing? <laughs> like what are, what's going on? That meme or. <laughs>
1: The Grim Reaper is going to different rooms, and there's blood coming out of there.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's Kellen Moore, that's, man. That's
0: Kellen Moore. Yeah, fire He's that one O's up. D. It's coming. Because <laughs> when yeah. he
1: left, that offense got better in Dallas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he got to the Chargers, and it got worse.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to blame Kellen Moore for the Chargers. No, I'm not blaming him. No, Brandon season. Staley
1: just didn't know what he was doing.
0: Because I'm sorry, I, I, I shouldn't don't. Say that. I don't think that they. I don't think they've built out that roster the way that they should have, um, and they clearly overlooked some of their biggest issues, which is a terrible offensive line, which is putting their. their yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Justin Herbert is a generational quarterback, but he's, oh,
1: he's a good, the best quarterback. He's a top three quarterback in the NFL according to everybody. Who there's no let's proof just, of this.
0: Let's just say that he's a very good quarterback, and yeah. wouldn't it be nice to see what he looks like if he's not getting you know sacked or pressured on every other fucking play you know what i mean i think he could be good um but whatever we'll see sirianni for me at this point i can already give you an update is 100 on the hot seat for next year oh yeah might might have one of the hottest seats out there it's weird uh it feels like howie roseman is running the team at this point um so i don't know we'll see um this is a f- – okay, this is another – there's been some weird shit in the coaching carousel this week. Yeah. So first it was announced that the Raiders had co- hired Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And they got Harbaugh as a coach, right?
0: No, no, no. The Raiders. No, char-
1: Chargers got Harbaugh. Pierce. Yeah, they got – oh, yeah, they hired yeah, Pierce. Antonio okay. Pierce. <clears throat> oh, Kingsbury doesn't seem like a good fit for
0: that. Right. However, he gets a call from Dan Quinn – who was hired by the commanders? They had already announced, like the Raiders had sent the contract to Kingsbury.
1: Wow! But before
0: he signs it, he gets this call from Dan Quinn. Cliff Kingsbury pulls out, you know, quicker than a priest at a whorehouse, and and said, <laughs> "Sorry, Raiders. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to the commanders because they got the number two overall pick. If you're not Caucasian, uh, then." Leave, which to me is like a, happens, you seriously man. have. There's 32 teams in the NFL, and there's seriously two of them who are fighting for Cliff Kingsbury. Do we not remember what this a Cliff like, Kingsbury offense looks like?
1: <laughs> no, that's Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he. This is like I guess so. What? what, what is, I mean, this is he wasn't the coordinator
1: ra- first. He came straight from college.
0: Yeah, but the knock on Kingsbury is that he gets the lead can, and loses it. He can only
1: oh, coach he can for only, half a year.
0: He can only coach for half a year.
1: <clears throat> but you only have him as coordinator. All he focuses on is offense. That shouldn't be bad. And he also, the people need to remember he had Patrick Mahomes in college. And then he had Baby right. Yoda in the pros. Right. So maybe so, he wants to get with some. Uh, the yeah, part of this, I, yeah, fighting over him is weird. I agree with that. But, but here's
0: the thing the part of this that, that is a little interesting. So obviously, we all know Cliff Kingsbury is the. You know, somewhat disgraced former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, but he spent last year as a quarterback coach for USC, working directly with Caleb Williams. Uh, Now, Caleb Williams seems to have made it very clear that he is not interested in playing for a bad football team. mm I don't know he he, he's and and I don't know if he's really talked shit directly about the Bears, but it feels like he's been kind of talking around. The idea of not wanting to play for the Bears, and he also has his father out there in the press kind of talking some shit, Mm -hmm. too, on his behalf. Um, But if I'm him, I see that the Bears, you know, I mean, you have the Matt Eberflus-led Bears with the number one pick. DJ Moore is the only piece they've got that I, as a quarterback, could possibly be excited about. But the Commanders are sitting there with a number two pick. They got Dan Quinn who has a lot more experience as a head coach. Um he knows how to tune up a defense obviously. Also knows how to blow a 28 to 3 lead in the biggest game of the year, so that has to be said. Uh as far as weapons, they've got Curtis Samuel, they've got Jahan Donson. they've got scary Terry McLaurin, they got Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah. I, all the mock drafts out there have Williams going to the <clears throat> Bears, but I would say if this dude and his father who's out here getting involved in this this conversation in the press, if they really don't want to go to Chicago. Uh, I don't think it would be that hard to, to. I mean, they're literally Chicago's one, Commanders are two. Shoop, you flip them, and all of a sudden Caleb Williams is playing for the Commanders. I don't think it would be that hard to do. Yeah,
1: Bears. Should, I mean, uh, Commanders. No, the Bears should fleece the Commanders for <laughs> the number one mm-hmm. pick.
0: We're gonna take them. We're gonna. We're gonna go. Em. We're gonna go <laughs> rape these basketball dudes.
1: <laughs> you know what? Um, uh, I think Antonio Pierce dodged a bullet. I he's going to hire this guy. And it's not because I don't think he's a good offensive coach. I think it's a possibility that he's going to be a good offensive coordinator. I just think somebody so recently removed from being head coach mm. is probably going to be a problem being with a first time coach. Right. <clears throat> where he's second-guessing, well, he's second-guessing you. He's telling you how to run your meetings. He's like, tell, you know what I mean? He's in your ear and he doesn't want to do what you say. He's going to do it his way because he thinks he knows better. You probably mm-hmm. want either a guy who's jaded or like a first-time offensive coordinator or somebody who is just like never wants to be a head coach type of guy.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, here's I'm a, sure
1: Kingsbury wants to be head coach again.
0: Here's another little nugget on Kingsbury. Um, two years ago, Caleb Williams basically took the college football world by storm, Mm -hmm. won the Heisman Trophy, became the it guy in college football. Yeah. They hire Kingsbury as the quarterback's coach for this season. (laughs) Caleb Williams played worse this year than he did (laughs) the year before. All of that number one pick hype happened. That all started two years ago. Yeah. And he's yeah.
1: So and he's crying on the sidelines now. Yeah. Thanks to killer <laughs> clip.
0: <clears throat> you know who's yeah. not crying? Oh. Steelers fans. Mm. Steelers fans aren't crying. They go from that stale, lifeless offensive coordinator Matt Canada to the just absolute rotten and senseless Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine how angry Steelers fans are right now.
1: What do you mean? Arthur Smith, uh, he turned Tannehill into something.
0: To be fair, again, maybe this – if the Steelers are lucky, this will be hopefully one of those cases where it's like, okay – maybe Arthur Smith has learned that it's better to just not be the guy. Right. Because yes, he was a very good offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans.
1: He's not going to say it. He won't second guess Mike (laughs) Tomlin.
0: I think maybe Arthur, I'm, I I mean, look, I wish him no ill will. I know what he was trying to do in Atlanta. And in some cases he, 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 he really did box above his weight class at times. Um, it, his, his stubbornness turned out to be his undoing obviously this past year. Yeah. Um, but I don't see any reason why this couldn't be successful. The only problem that I have with the Steelers per se is that I, I, I have, I'm on record by saying that I think that
1: yeah the yeah, quarterback
0: situation so. just ain't it. Like you, you, you do have, you have pieces out there, right? You just got to use them. And I don't, I just don't – I don't believe in their quarterback setup.
1: I've, we've seen this with the Steelers before when they went with a, a head coach that they brought in as an offensive coordinator. And it mm. was one of Big Ben's better years too. When the offense was humming was when they had right. Todd Haley, former mm. Chiefs coach, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: remember. I think it was I think it was the Chiefs <laughs> coach. But Todd Haley came in, and they looked good, man. And he fit right in under uh, Tomlin, and they started humming. So we've seen them do this before. And it might do it again.
0: you see that thing I sent you about George Pickens?
1: No, what about George Pickens?
0: (laughs) It was a great meme where it was like George Pickens the day after realizing they hired Arthur Smith as the (laughs) offensive coordinator. And it's like, you know that clip that's going around? That guy, he's in court and the judge says something to him and he jumps. Oh, yes, 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 I did see that. (laughs) (laughs) He jumps and like tackles the judge. I was like, yeah. That, that dude's
1: out of his mind, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Chargers have hired a couple of coordinators. Uh, Jesse Mentor is going to be their defensive coordinator, Greg Roman is going to be their offensive coordinator. Harbaugh is kind of putting the band back together, sort of. Oh. Minter. Um, <clears throat> Jesse Mentor was his DC in um, Michigan, and Greg Roman was his offensive coordinator when Harbaugh coached the 49ers to the Super Bowl.
1: Man, they are they're passing them back and forth between each other, right? Wasn't Roman the offensive coordinator in Baltimore too?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And then uh, McDonald came from Harbaugh's staff, from Jim mm-hmm. to to uh, from the from Stanford was it Stanford or Michigan? Michigan. They're
0: passing yeah. people back and forth. Yep, it's true. The Harbaughs got their own little.
1: Yeah, they got a little uh ecosystem. machine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ecosystem. That's probably a better way to put it. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I think they're we'll gonna see.
1: be. It's gonna be annoying, man. Another AFC force is coming out of there until he until he burns all the bridges around him. He's gonna have a thing going over there, and uh, but San Diego, the the Spanos guys are they could, they could they're probably the, the right owners to have them.
0: I wish they would move the team back to San Diego. I'm tired of like I just feel like I don't want to call them the Los Angeles Chargers. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> just feels like, wrong well,
1: there's, there's this guy in sweden and like, uh-huh. he just doesn't want to call us la so fuck it man <laughs>
0: it just feels lame like go back to san diego what are you doing i uh, agree uh the falcons are out here hiring some coordinators okay um zach robinson is their new offensive coordinator zach and Raheem work together in los angeles with the rams um, what did he do? What was his last job? I think he worked with the quarterbacks or no or the wide he's never actually been an offensive coordinator, so that's a little concerning. That's what, concerning. Happens, that's what um, happens with these coaches, man. They don't want to work for these brothers, man.
1: Except for Tomlin they work for him.
0: But I'm assuming there must be something there because there were a lot of media people who, who saw What happened this guy. to Eric Bienname? He didn't get any Eric B interview. He, Eric Bienemy has been officially let go by the commanders. Because they just hired Kingsbury to be the yeah. office, so he gone. I um, <clears throat>
1: wonder why they didn't bring him into
0: Pittsburgh. I don't know. Um, they also hired defensive coordinator Jimmy Lake, who spent the last year as the Rams' assistant head coach, um, or assistant to the head coach. I don't know. Office reference. Uh, he <laughs> works with obviously worked with Morris in L.A., but also back in the days when they were together at the Bucks. Uh Um, uh, Lake has also had head coaching experience at the college level with the Washington Huskies um, where he was actually suspended and eventually fired for a sideline incident where he punched one of his own players Hmm. on the sidelines. Damn! Um, It was one of those things where the player was doing something stupid and, and he, he ran over and tried to stop him from doing it. And I, I think he just, he got, yeah, I don't think he meant to punch him, but
1: there was a anyway. college player. Yeah. Oh, this next <clears> generation.
0: not <laughs> be hitting these kids, man. <laughs> uh, this next generation can't take a simple punch to the face. <laughs> and then interestingly enough, I don't know if this is interesting to everyone. I think it's kind of interesting because it sort of shines a light on the, why they didn't hire Belichick thing. The Falcons also announced that they were making what they called some cosmetic changes to the role of their CEO, Rich McKay, uh, It's always been a little bit of a mystery what this guy does in the building.
1: (laughs) What would you say Um, it is you do here?
0: Yeah, but (laughs) reports have started to leak out that for years he's been sort of the main person that coaches and GMs would have to report to on a weekly basis Mm. uh, in season and after games. And then McKay would carry that information to the owner, Arthur Blank, which typically was kind of the GM's job for most organizations. Mm. Um, Based on insider reports, this is not really a normal thing for CEOs who generally manage the day to day off the field, non-football branding, marketing type stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So Blank has essentially announced that McKay is no longer involved in the football side of things. So (laughs) the announcement itself kind of amounts to the owner essentially admitting that he's been lying to his fans this whole time. Which is kind of funny. Um, wow, he's sort of thought of as Arthur Blank's right hand man, the guy who knows yeah. like where all the bodies, air. knows where all the bodies are buried. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, also most people probably don't know this or didn't remember it, but but Rich McKay was the one who was suspended in 2015 for Noisegate. Mm. Uh, which you can yeah. read about on yourteamcheats.com, a scandal where it was discovered <laughs> that McKay had ordered had had like piped in crowd noise into the speakers of the old Georgia dome for Falcons home games because there was nobody showing up to the games.
1: Damn that's a whole mafia thing over there, man. Hey, it's bring really the, noise, all right? bring <laughs> the noise, all right? Yeah. Hey, what that what happened to Arthur Smith? Hey, you won't be seeing him no more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Another layer to this is that there was apparently like the why Belichick didn't get hired. Um there was a long time rift between Belichick and McKay because McKay is also the longtime chair of the NFL competition committee that oversees the potential rule changes in the NFL, the same committee that has changed a number of rules after Belichick found ways to exploit the gaps in the rule book, something he's famous for. Um, McKay has also been the one leading the charge to limit the role of kickoffs and other various special team aspects of the game. All of which have been openly criticized by Belichick. Um, so apparently, there's a kind of a legitimate behind the scenes beef between these two. Do you guys.
1: think he uh, he moved uh, McCabe from the football because he feels like that's the reason they couldn't get Belichick? It's like you cost me the coach I wanted.
0: I think, it, well, based on the reporting, it wasn't just it, like it was all the people they interviewed. You know, the Falcons interviewed like 500 people for this job, mm. and they all they all had a negative reaction to the way the front office situation was being run. Mm. Like they all, it wasn't just Belichick who had an issue with the fact that McKay was kind of hovering over this whole thing. Everyone who interviewed for the job apparently said it, it shouldn't work like this.
1: Hmm. Do you, do you think anyone uh, since his name is McKay and he's the right hand man, does anyone call him McKay? <laughs> That's just another question.
0: Drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Obviously, they didn't get Belichick. They went with Raheem Morris instead. Um, And but they made all of these, you know, they made all these switches anyway. I I don't know. In a way, I guess you could say that McKay. I don't know. It depends on how you look at it, right? Did did Rich McKay save us from the omnipotent dictator, uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick? Or, or did he doom us to continued mediocrity? Um, it
1: depends on the success of Raheem Morris.
0: Uh, absolutely, I I like this guy. I, I, I like I'm really ci- excited. He's a part
1: of that circle of the future of the NFL, right there. He's I, in I, that Lafleur and who else? I uh, agree. Daniel and uh, and Mike. Uh, I mean Sean McVay. He's in that circle of guys. It's, it's insane
0: to think about all the guys who we consider to be like not just the future, they are they are the present yeah. of the NFL. Uh, all those guys were on the same staff. On
1: the staff, yeah. With all the Washington, Washington Commanders. Huh?
0: Commanders once upon a time, which is kind of crazy. And I, I remember when Raheem Morris was our interim head coach after Dan Quinn got fired, um, you know, I personally felt like he showed enough and the team showed that they – like really, were willing to play for him. I was like, I, I, I kind of want them to give him the job. Like, why yeah. not? But they didn't, um, <clears throat> and, and they went with Arthur Smith instead. And and yeah. and now he's back. He yeah. gave a great press conference the other day and talked a lot about how the significance of being the first black coach of the Atlanta Falcons is is not lost on him. How much that means for the team. How much it means for the city. Um. So I'm I'm here for it. Um, and by all accounts, most people say that he's not only a very knowledgeable football guy but just a funny ass motherfucker, like the number of people i've heard saying like you, you <laughs> they're like when you go into interview- you know you go in to interview Sean McVay, and and all of a sudden you're you're getting cracked up by Raheem Morris because he 's just so much fun to be around mm. so I've heard a lot of good things about him um,
1: yeah, I hope it hope it works out, man. I'd mm-hmm. like to see because we're gonna be in the football next year, so it'd be cool if we're playing against y'all.
0: If we if we live through a Dolphins Falcons Super Bowl, (laughs) I mean, this is that'll be the last
1: year we pod. We pod until that happens. That's our pact
0: on here. (laughs) I mean, can I? It's like. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got I to do a little one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be something. Uh, yeah, we would have to go out on top if that, if that were the case. Yeah.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight
0: loss. Let's see, that's that's most of the news, obviously. Nice. Um, obviously we have the Super Bowl coming up. What? Uh, I, I'm not I'm not interested in talking about the Pro Bowl.
1: Um, no, I don't even know who won the, the flag football game. I saw did you see Tua? came in last in the quarterback thing because he just did not try. Right. Because they didn't account for the fact that he's left-handed. Mm. So they were throwing him the ball from the right side, and he had mm. to keep turning his body to, before he made every throw, so then his timer, his timing was... Uh, he basically well, had a short amount of time <clears throat> than everybody else. Like They didn't even consider this guy's left-handed. Mm. Or, or throws with his left hand. He's right-handed, but he throws with his left hand. So it's just like...
0: Also he Baker, was like, apparently, the I watched doing? the quarterback accuracy thing and I think yeah. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, kind Mayfield of won. fucks with him. No, but I think Baker fucked with Tua. Oh, did he? There was one point where Tua was getting ready to throw, and you he goes, No, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was <laughs> Mayfield he, that did it. And he it, Mayfield admitted it later. He was like, Well, I can admit it now that it's over. Like I kind of fucked with him. <laughs>
1: It's funny. I like when the players are just having a good time out there. But, too, it's like, it's like why are they – they didn't even consider that uh, you yeah. want him to take it seriously, but you're not giving him the ball from the correct side?
0: I mean, ultimately, like, I'm happy. Like I watched the competitions. Yeah, those I, didn't, are fun. I didn't see the game. I saw some of the other did stuff. Did you see
1: the catch thing? I think that's a really cool thing. It's almost like a dunk uh, competition where they have the yes. craziest catch. I
0: did see that. I did see that. So – for the I, I love it for the players. They obviously look like they're having a blast. It looks yeah. really fun. The dodgeball um, is
1: always great. I didn't dodgeball
0: is fun. CD Lamb was quite good at dodgeball. Oh, nice. Um, who else was good? Somebody else. I forget. Anyway, it was yeah. It's great. It's great fun. But it's like nobody should take it seriously. There's no, no. nobody should be coming up with two attack about all it takes after the fucking. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like stop it, um. stop it, Dolphins Twitter. Oh, what are they? Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I'm sure
1: they're saying something. Yeah, I've seen some people that are like, he came in dead last. You lost to of Mayfield. Chris Greer. Chris Greer. How could <laughs> you do this to us? How could you fleece Houston to get all of this stuff and to waste it? Onto a tongue about- tongue about- oh, That's why it makes me hope that he gets a crazy contract just to stick it to us. Mm. Like, I, I, they, we don't deserve a, a good quarterback. To, to give a, a team-friendly contract. We don't deserve it because we're putting this guy through hell.
0: Mm. It's true. Um, right, should we um, – do you want to go through the nominees for the NFL honors?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, we talked about the Pro Bowl. Well, let's talk about the honors.
0: Let's do them in reverse order. Okay. Um, this one, you and I – maybe we should – we didn't vote on this one, you and me, but – Uh, I didn't realize... Yeah, they give out an award for Assistant Coach of the Year. Oh. Um, Hmm. Assistant
1: Coach of the Year. Who who do they have?
0: These names will not be surprising. They have Bobby Slowick from the Houston Texans. Uh Jim Schwartz, Defensive Coordinator for the Browns. Very deserving, I would say.
1: Yeah, he might be the one to get it.
0: Uh, Mike McDonald, Ravens Defensive Coordinator. Now Seahawks Head Coach, Ben Johnson. Ben
1: Johnson's got to be, yeah. Uh,
0: And... My man, former Bulldog Todd Munkin.
1: Yes. These are really Ravens. good. Yeah. Uh, That's a tough one. Who else I, is out there? Hmm. Who
0: do you think those are the ones that are nominated. Who do you think will win it? I think it'll be I think it'll be Ben Johnson. Although I don't know who won it last year, to be honest.
1: <clears throat> I think Schwartz should win it.
0: I agree. I think he has a pretty good argument for it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Schwartz. Uh, Coach of the year. Uh, we got Dan Campbell. Okay. Troy Lions. John Harbaugh. Baltimore okay. Ravens. D'Amico Ryans from the Texans. Uh, he who shall not be named who coaches the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Kevin Stavansky from the Cleveland Browns.
1: Stavansky should win. You think so? Man, four quarterbacks.
0: That's a good point.
1: Four quarterbacks, man, mm. and coaching up, coaching that team, getting them, keeping them motivated.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, that mm. dude's that dude coached his ass off this year. Either him that, or Dan Campbell, but I gotta go with uh, Stefanski. He did more with less. That's a really not good more play. with less, but he did. He worked with less. Campbell got to the to the championship game, but it's Stefanski in my eyes. Yeah, Campbell never lost. He was one of the few teams that didn't. The quarterback played every single game.
0: Do you remember who we predicted would win Coach of the Year?
1: We neither one of us predicted Stefanski. That's for damn sure. No, you. I think you might have said Mike McDonald. I mean Mike McDaniel. And I think I said uh, I said Kyle Shanahan. Right.
0: We both said Mike Tomlin. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and he was some people thought he should have got fired and he, he walked isn't. up well, I mean he got his team to the playoffs <laughs> nobody thought that they would get to the playoffs once uh, during the season once mm. they started once they lost uh, once Trubisky took the helm mm. we didn't expect them to go to the playoffs in the AFC Mm-mm. so he did a good job coaching but we <laughs> we both said Tomlin mm. we, I thought it was Kenny Pickett's year man to show the league I'm here right so that was why I said that.
0: There was a lot of preseason hype. Yes. Around Kenny Pickett. There was a lot of preseason hype around Kenny Pickett.
1: To Do you be... have who we had in the playoffs or are we going to talk about that later? Uh,
0: we could talk. Yeah, we can get to that too. It's funny. Um, let's see. Comeback player of the year.
1: You said Tua, uh, right?
0: I did say Tua. You said DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin, yeah. Uh, the one he's DeMar Hamlin's on this list, obviously. The name that nobody saw coming because the guy was sitting on his couch for most of the year was Joe Flacco. Flacco.
1: Um,
0: Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford, of course, Uh, and then Tua. So, did you hear
1: they're talking about uh, changing the name of that award to the.
0: You catching a nigga off guard with this shit.
1: Award. (laughs) They're still trying to decide who's allowed to give the award. Like, it has to be a black person.
0: Right. Um, I for me the only th- as much as I want. I mean, I just feel like Demar Hamlin didn't really play. No, he didn't rare. come back
1: and do much. He can't. He you know, what he really, did. He didn't get that fourth down conversion.
0: <laughs> right. His
1: biggest play of the year was a failed fourth down conversion.
0: I mean, if I'm being honest, I, and this is not because if I set aside like he my... should have won
1: it last year because that's when he actually came back from the day.
0: Exactly. I honestly feel like it should be Tua. I mean, Tua came back this year from – And was a top-five quarterback, yeah. All those concussions, was a top-five quarterback playing for one of the best offenses in the league, and in a year where all of the quarterbacks got injured, it was like he was, what, one of like three, four, maybe five guys who played the whole season? It's like – yeah any any and he and he,
1: and he, uh, he led the league in some statistics and <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I
0: really feel like it should be him. Yeah. Um let's see, defensive rookie of the year. The nominees are Will Anderson, mm-hmm. from that the was Texans, right? Jalen Carter from the Eagles. I think that was yours. Joey Porter Jr. from the Steelers, Kobe Turner from the Rams, and then Devon Witherspoon from the Seahawks. who do we say? you said, uh will Anderson, mhm, and I said, my man, former bulldog Jalen, Jalen Carter Carter, yeah, of course, that Look makes that's
1: calling this shit, yeah, mm-hmm. Finnifelstradamus,
0: yep. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, we got Jameer Gibbs from the Lions, Sam Laporta also from the Lions, Puka Nokua from the Rams, Bijan Robinson C-D-C-O. from the Falcons, CJ Stroud from the Texans. Um, you. I don't think any of us predicted CJ Stroud was mm. going to be this good this year. No. Um, I don't think – I did, we obviously did not have these kind of expectations for the Texans in general. Um, so you and I both picked Bijan for Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah. We also didn't know that Arthur Smith was going to be a complete asshat all year. <laughs> um, that's another thing we didn't predict. Um, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is CJ Stroud. Oh yeah. And, you know, it's if you very, get a good
1: quarterback, that's a rookie. Very, Sorry, everybody it's else.
0: It's a very QB it's biased it's league. The, I, it's the I, toughest
1: I, position I, I, in sports.
0: As much as I think you could make a case for, especially for to me, the one person you could really, truly make a case for, other than CJ Stroud, would be Puka Nakua, and that's yeah. because he bro- he broke so many he records this records. year. Yeah. Um. So, but so yeah. did Stroud apparently. So, um, offensive player of the year, we got your guy, Miami Dolphin Tyree Hill.
1: Yeah, he's going to win that.
0: Lamar Jackson from the Ravens, CeeDee Lamb from the Cowboys, Christian McCaffrey from the 49ers, and Dak Prescott from the Cowboys. Um, Offensive player of the year. Um, Let's see. You took Justin Jefferson. Hmm. We obviously didn't know he was going to get injured. No. Um, I chose Tyreek Hill. Wow. Look at Skiff. So that just happened. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Defensive player of the year nominees we got Deron Bland from the Cowboys. I'm sure, I picked Micah Parsons. Uh, Max Crosby from the Raiders, Miles Garrett from the Browns, Micah Parsons from the Cowboys, and TJ Watt from the Steelers. Um, you took Micah Parsons. He's just the best. He's amazing. I took TJ Watt. Look at us, man! Look at us,
1: huh? Look at us.
0: Yeah, we got the list. I mean, we're pretty good at hitting the list for sure. Yeah. Um, who do you think will actually win that? I think it's a toss-up between Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, actually.
1: Uh, probably Miles Garrett.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. He deserves it. Schwartz. Schwartz did his thing, bro. Put Miles mm-hmm. Garrett in a good. Yeah.
0: Pulled out his Schwartz and showed everybody how <laughs> big he Pulled it was. down
1: his Schwartz and showed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, and then finally, we have the most valuable player. Uh, nominees are Josh Allen from the Bills, Lamar Jackson from the Ravens, McCaffrey from the 49ers, Dak Prescott. What is he doing there? Uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> what is he doing there? Yes, Brock Purdy should not be on this list. <clears throat> Mahomes um, not
1: on there? You said no Mahomes? It's not on here. Lamar Jackson
0: not on there? Yeah, Lamar Jackson's on here, okay. but Mahomes is not here. Lamar Jackson is going to win it. Who do we guess? You guessed Patrick Mahomes, hmm. and I guessed Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big swing and a miss for MVP yeah, man. for you and me. Uh,
1: Mahomes should always be on there. He proved it in the playoffs that he's the most valuable player. Uh. Uh-huh. Would that team patch together like that? Yeah. That one play we didn't even—I don't think we even mentioned it because he does so many things that are just so good that you just they fall into the pile and you just like talk about the game. But <laughs> that one play when he like scrambles a little bit and he's going down and he just lobs it up and Kelsey makes that great catch. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Kelsey mm-hmm. catches it like under the ball a bit. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, when he, man, it's just you, you just leave that speechless all the time. The dude is so good. <laughs> We take him mean, for granted. A, He's so good. It's like Brady, where you just take it for granted.
0: Yeah, and in a way, obviously, the, the Chiefs offensively did not put up the same kind of, like, stats right. that they've put up in the past, um, which sort of exposes a bit of a flaw in the MVP.
1: Yeah. Oh, The, the um, definition of it, I think, is what it is. Like, we all know, we all define what we think is most valuable. We all can agree that the MVP, as in most valuable position, is the quarterback position.
0: I think they need to reframe the question. Yeah. I think the people who vote for these things, they need to say, okay, there's 32 quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you one of them. And you're going to play in one game. Hmm. If you lose. You relegate it. We're going to kill you. (laughs) Like you're going to die. Your life actually depends. You have one chance to save your life. Which one of these 32 quarterbacks do you want? Mm-hmm. I don't th- I don't I don't think it would be that difficult to decide <laughs> who that would yeah. be you know what I mean like forget about the stats forget about the numbers yeah uh you got one you game Mahomes and your life and you got a it.
1: shitty receiver core yeah what do you what do you do you take Mahomes
0: <laughs> I'm gonna give you a good defense Kadarius Tony <laughs> who you, who's your quarterback
1: <laughs> and Stephen Hawking What's your receiver core now,
0: <laughs> Hawkins,
1: right now, dig up the wheelchair, <laughs> put it on the field, bones and all. <gasps> what are you going for? And Hawkins makes more catches than the <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yo, have you heard the accusation?
0: Which ones? On yeah, the, probably. On the uh, Epstein Oh, no. Uh -uh. Stephen Hawking. Oh, that Stephen Hawking was there. Yes, I I did hear. Did you
1: hear what his thing
0: supposedly is? No, that I did not hear.
1: (laughs) Apparently, Uh he got off on having little people. Oh, no. Solve naked, like naked, and then solve equations. They put these difficult math equations on a dry erase board a little bit too high for them to
0: reach. (laughs) the oh, funniest thing.
1: I, I hope it's not true but i kind of hope it's true you know what i'm saying because nobody's really getting like i mean you're, you're getting crushed as like psychologically it's fucked up wow but nobody's getting like physically hurt so it's not it's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious that he's just sitting there like solve this <clears throat> solve what, this equation what's the matter
0: is it too high <laughs> Reach more, reach higher. <laughs> would you like a stepladder? <laughs> I mean, I that is. Just I bet you would. Like step- terrible. Oh man, that's one wow. of
1: the accusations that was out there. That's crazy. It's like hilarious.
0: Uh, should we go through our predictions? Well, I yeah, guess we could. So, okay, for division winners in the AFC, your preseason prediction. Was Titans, Chiefs, Dolphins, and Bengals winning their divisions? I only got w- you got one. One right. right. <laughs> mm. uh, I predicted for division winners. I predicted Jags, Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. So that means I got two right. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bills and Chiefs.
0: Yeah, because the Jags blew it at the last second. Right.
1: Yeah, Houston won that division. Crazy. Yeah.
0: On the NFC side, you predicted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i let y'all talk me into that shit
0: 49ers falcons cowboys vikings
1: cowboys you got cowboys. got cowboys i got two out of four
0: man, uh jesus what was i thinking did I picked, you pick
1: packers or some shit
0: i picked the seahawks to win the nfc He's west you're such a
1: hater man <laughs> <laughs> i never seen more shanahan hate
0: <laughs> what he do to you Don't get me started. Uh, (laughs) I picked the Seahawks and the Falcons. Uh Idiot. Uh, Cowboys and Vikings. So I only got one right there. Uh, For wild card spots, let's see. You picked Bills, Steelers, Ravens. Uh, I picked Ravens, Dolphins, Steelers.
1: Damn, did you get that right?
0: Uh, no, the Ravens won their division. Well, they won
1: the division, but you got the But right I got team, Dolphins yeah. and
0: Steelers, right? Yeah. Who else?
1: We missed Houston in the playoffs. Yeah, we did. And we missed – did. Uh, did the Colts make it? mm Didn't the AFC South send two? No?
0: mm Who Mm-mm. sent two?
1: The AFC East mm. and the AFC North because Cleveland made it. Yeah, that's what it was. Right. Cleveland and Baltimore.
0: <clears throat> On the NFC side – for wild cards, you had Seattle, uh, you had the Eagles, and you had the Packers. So you had two of those, right, actually? I had Eagles, 49ers, and Lions. Ah, look at me putting the Lions in the playoffs. You didn't think the Lions were going to make the playoffs. mm
1: hmm I think they're going to be even more dangerous. They kept Ben Johnson. I think
0: and so, they're too. they're going
1: to be hungry. Yeah, so
0: for the AFC championship game you picked the chiefs versus the dolphins um, i picked the bengal's versus the bills so yeah and on the NFC side i you we oh no actually you picked cowboys versus 49ers in the NFC championship game i picked cowboys versus eagles both wrong you had the dolphins versus the 49ers in this the in the super bowl and you have Brock Purdy winning the MVP and you have the 49ers winning the Super Bowl, so there's that.
1: Mm-hmm. You got the you had the Cowboys in, right?
0: I had the Bengals playing the Cowboys, and the Bengals, I had the Bengals winning. winning, and I had Joe Burrow as the MVP. <laughs> so, I've got controlled fury. Yeah, uh, I'm not, ready to go. I feel like. Year one we, we got yeah. so many things right yeah. and it's just been all it's down, down, down from we there. gotta
1: regroup. We gotta regroup, man. <laughs> I think the COVID fucked us up, man. You know, we're what just it is? coming back from COVID. We gotta we gotta <laughs> come in next year, we gotta clean the palate, eat some wasabi and eat I think some ginger.
0: I think it's one of those cases of like, you know, because you know, I wasn't paying that much attention to the league mm. uh when we first started doing this and then I I get into it, and I think, yeah. in some cases, I think ignorance is your friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the less you know, because you, you don't overthink it too much. Yep. Um, yeah, but, now we, know, uh, I mean, like. And now we, we know too good. much. We overthink yeah. it, and we think yep. we know what's going on. All the and we drama listen, and shit. And we're out here listening to preseason Kenny Pickett hype like it's fucking, you know, like it's written in stone. I mean, but um, watching them, too. That's the way I make my division thing. I, I watch the, when
1: the first string's playing.
0: mm that's like preseason football. That's yeah, basically practice. Talking about practice.
1: <laughs> we talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about, about practice. practice. <laughs> Let him know, AI.
0: Mm-hmm. Should
1: we do predictions on here, man? The football ah. is upon us. We still got a flipping pick.
0: That's true. Um, I, I are we mean, gonna do that? Let's see, let's see. Well, we could either do another we could do another episode and then do it there.
1: All right, well, let's do that then. Um
0: All right. But I already I already know who's going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell you now. That's what's called in the biz, a tease. <laughs> so, tune in for the next episode to learn yeah. who's going to win the Super Bowl before everybody else, <laughs> before the game is even played. Because, you know, we've already seen my powers of prediction. I had to, I already told the you the Bengals knows. are going to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, the man knows.
0: <laughs>
1: <Huh>? <laughs> he just disregarded the best roster in the NFL. Just said, fuck it.
0: <laughs> I don't even know who that yeah. is.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I can't wait to hear who's going to win. I'm st- uh, it's starting to feel really even, though. The more I think about it, the more even it feels. I, but then... It could be that just talent just comes out there and fucking punches the Chiefs in the mouth. But that defense is is real, man. Mm. That's the coordinator coordinator that we didn't talk about. Steve Spagnuolo. Mm. Why is he not uh, nominated for something? Because that Chiefs offense was paltry at the beginning of the season. And that defense Mm. carried that team through the entire season. That's somebody that's gotten forgotten. It's a fair it's a fair point. When defense got will, them like it. they're saying like they're averaging seven points in the second half.
0: I mean the real question is when will middle aged white guys get a break? <laughs> you know what I mean? When That's a great will question. they catch a break
1: in a today's question, society? Man.
0: It's just as a middle aged white guy, as you can say it's just tough. Target, it's tough out targeted. here in the streets. Just target I'm out here man. out here in the streets, son. It's tough. <laughs>
1: Out here in these streets, targeted. <laughs> targeted like a college receiver.
0: Almost makes you want to go blackface.
1: Wants <laughs> to go blackface, you never but go... apparently that's not against.
0: acceptable anymore either. So what can we go. do? What the... Well, I, don't even know what to, I don't even know what I'm allowed to say anymore.
1: <laughs> if I can't paint my lips large and pink <sighs> and my face black, what can I do? What can I do?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even... I don't even know.
1: (laughs) I don't even know. All right. (laughs) On that note, on that positive note.
0: (laughs) That's a bold statement. (laughs) There was so much more I could have said, but I was like, maybe I should just stop.
1: Let me stop while I'm ahead. Let me stop while I'm only a little behind. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Good times, man. I love this. I'm going to miss it when we're on, in off offseason. But thanks for checking this episode out, y'all. We got one more game, man, to mm. determine the champion of the season. Stay tuned for the next episode of SvennFell. This has been Jonathan Rollins. And Skip Mizorah. With SvennFell. Peace. Later, y'all.